The Sisters Grimm podcast is intended for mature audiences only. Please, listen at your own discretion. Blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. The most notorious serial killer in the nation, the Night Stalker. The Boston Strangler. The Son of Sam, the infamous Zodiac Killer. What's your favorite scary movie? Hi, I'm Chucky, wanna play? <laughs> Get away from her, you bitch! <laughs> Did you know that there is a scientific uh, name for the butt crack? <laughs> what is it? Inner gluteal cleft. Cute! Yeah, so like butt crack is just Your like inner layman. gluteal craft? In- inner cleft? Glu- no, inner gluteal cleft. Cleft, sorry. Yeah. Like a cleft chin, but a, oh, I get why they call it a butt chin now. A butt chin, yeah, because, oh, whoa, I didn't even think about that. How are you not thinking about that? Ooh, 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 ooh. Yeah, I don't know. The cleft. I had to discuss it with another person. So welcome to the Sisters Grim Podcast. We're here to talk about butt cracks and cleft chins. This has been an episode of butts. <laughs> this has been butt crack corner. <laughs> this has been gluteal cleft corner with Holly and Morgan. Just call it cleft corner. That has a good cleft ring to corner. it. Cleft <laughs> corner. So speaking of clefts, yeah. why cleft jean is our guest this episode. <laughs> Shut up, dumbass. Uh, we're doing the Brothers Grim part Three. Yes, we're talking about the Brothers Grimm again, our namesake. Our namesake, our actual brothers. Um, But we wanted to do a little... uh, We've been watching a lot of cool shit lately. We've just been watching really cool shit, you guys. So I wanted to talk a little bit about the HBO Morgan... Oh my god! What? It's so it's so visual. But you just like sat very cutely. You just like laid your hand. I don't know. We're in a cute situation right now. Me and Holly, as we've been setting the podcast up, we the sun has like gorgeously set behind us, and we're looking out of Holly's like window at the beautiful scene of Chicago. And I think you made that sound creepy because we're sisters. Okay, it's not romantic, but it's nice. Yeah, we're not the. I think you made it. Sound we're the weird. Cersei and Jamie Lannister Ew, Grimm podcast. LOL, ha, ha, ha. So, cool uh, movies, TV shows, slash documentaries. Tickled, you were going to talk about? Yeah. Which tickled. you just forced me to start it. Dude, you said you liked it. I did, but you forced me into it. Well, just like, well, I'm I won't, cool with I'm it. not going to ruin any of it. It's very weird. It's on HBO Go. Definitely watch it. I would say watch it. It's just so odd. Like, I don't want to spoil anything, but I will say there is a lawyer in the movie, which I don't think is a huge spoiler. No, I don't think so either. No. Uh, His name's Romeo Salto. Salta. And was, like, a lawyer consultant to fucking Luca Magnata, who we discussed in our Canadian Murders episode. Mm -hmm. He was the one who did the one lunatic one ice pick, yeah? Uh, yes, he one did. One lunatic, one ice pick. Yeah, one I luna- can't do Canada, One lunatic, man. one ice pick. That was decent. I mean, those are, I mean, you, it's literally just do Minnesota. Uh, but, like, open your mouth a little more. <laughs> Anywho. Uh. <laughs> so, <laughs> apparently, Romeo and Luca, like, he wasn't Romeo his Michelle, lawyer. Romeo and Michelle, 
Oh my god. And I go off on tangents. I had to do it. I had to go there. My dad invented post-its. <laughs> no, she invented Oh, she post-its. invented post-its. <laughs> oh, I was thinking of Mean Girls when her yeah, dad invented toaster strudel. Yeah, my dad invented strudel. toaster strudel. <laughs> Anywho, so this got off the rails real quick. Sorry. So, sorry. Uh... Luca and him had correspondence because this was in between the time when Luca was making all of those fucking disgusting animal movies. Yeah. Which I didn't really get into, but they were basically like kitty puppy no, snuff you did. films. I got into it a little you bit. You talked about the cat in the boot. Yeah, the cat. Well, it's disgusting. Yeah, I don't want so, to talk about it anymore. No, but he was considering turning himself in for the animal cruelty videos because he said he had an excuse because he had a lover named Manny, who 100% does not exist, mm-hmm. um, was forcing him to do these things. Mm. And in one of the emails, he listed all of these things that Manny was doing to him. There was like 50 things. I'm just going to name a couple because they made... Like, it was clearly him, and he is a fucking piece of shit, so I don't mind making fun of these things. And there are things that he says where it is so obviously him saying this, and not Manny, quote-unquote. The subject line was, list of abuse from Manny. One of the one was, he made me watch TV shows I didn't want to watch and hit me when I changed the channel. That's like when we (laughs) hang out together. And I'm like, no, Morgan, I don't want to watch The Bachelorette. And you hit me. He spit in my face and on my Versace shirt. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, by the way, has anyone been watching the the new Versace... Who are you? Ryan Murphy. Who are you asking other than me who is here? The world! (laughs) The borrowers come out of all of my, like, shelves and they're like, we've been watching it. When are you watching it? We're watching it. When Holly's gone at work, we turn it on. How annoying do you think Tuesday hates us? (laughs) Tuesday fucking tries to eat us. Tuesday's scared of us. We've lost so many comrades to Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) No wonder Tuesday doesn't eat her food during the day. She's eating little tiny people that live in my walls. So anywho's all. Um, another one he said was he forced me to eat animal parts, but like honestly that's just food. You got so, <laughs> oh you got Sorry. so bummed out and then realized that people eat animals, right? It's like, well, oh my god! Well, because I initially I thought bought like human parts, and then you said, said animal, animal, and then I was like, wait, he made me eat a cheeseburger. <laughs> he forced McDonald's down. He my made throat. me eat hamburger casserole. <laughs> Yuck! I hate hamburger casserole. I love it. Shout out to Dolores, <laughs> Nana's old ass friend. Who came up with the hamburger casserole Ew. recipe? I hate Dolores. Then no, fuck. Because it's like just cool. celery, hamburger, onions, and those disgusting little weird noodle things. It is the midweight. The those are chow mein noodles. Ugh, they're so. I hate chow mein. It is the Midwest. We love a hot dish. <laughs> I would rather eat tuna noodle casserole. Well, you like tuna. So anyhoozle, another thing that Manny supposedly did was. Uh, according to Luca, he said he wrapped 100% of my body with plastic wrap and then cut a hole and ejaculated down my throat and I choked on his semen. He had a lot of misspellings. Ew, dude. Yeah, that's gross. He made me (laughs) cut Wait, so like was he unable to breathe before he cut the hole or was just- This never happened. This didn't happen. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, dude. But, um- he made him, like, trim his nails. Ew. He tied me up with duct tape and forced me to listen to my favorite song at full volume while he fisted me. 
That's a good way to ruin someone. That's just like a typical Wednesday. But like, okay, I will okay. say, out of the two, like the two best ways to ruin your favorite song is uh, to have someone rape you to it, and to have it be your uh, alarm when you wake up in the morning. Oh yeah, don't ever do that. No. Um, he made him brush his teeth and floss him, and if he didn't wear the right cologne. Dolce and Gabbana. Mm-hmm. He would make me eat soap and call me a filthy bitch. <laughs> I spelled Gabbana wrong. I know he's dumb. So I also found out, which I thought was kind of interesting, that they. Um, so there was a lot of animal rights groups like trying to yeah, because he's help disgusting. Him. Yeah, and they were trying to like catch him. Yeah, and there were a lot of because a lot of before I mean, actually knowing a lot who of it people, was. No, they knew it was him, but they were trying to catch him. They like so had, they weren't putting it out there. Mm, well, they were, which is why he went to Romeo mm-hmm. because because he was just gonna say that this Manny dude was forced. He also he said Manny was forcing him to do these things. Right. Um, I left out some really disgusting things that he said Manny made him do. Yeah. I no one needs to know them, unless you do. I mean, the cum one was pretty gross. So that was honestly the. That was the tamest of the bunch. So, um, there were a lot of porn stars. Obviously, every people from every walk of life are Mm -hmm. uh, super animal activists. Yeah, of course. And they contacted Ron Jeremy, and they were like, "Ron, they're like, you should. We they like wanted to set up this sting operation Mm -hmm. where Ron called Luca Magnata like Mm -hmm. to his office or house or whatever, and said he wanted him to be part of something like some." job. I mean, yeah. it was fake or whatever, but like in a way to catch him. Why him? Well, because they thought was he a he's fan? so Did influential. Okay. Well, he's so, I mean, he's disgusting, but he's like very obviously like when you think of male porn stars, you think of fucking Ron Jeremy. Yeah, of course. Uh, he was like, no, I don't think I, he's like, I don't feel comfortable doing that. I wouldn't want to. No. Someone that you know murders things? Well, but people would be there. But still. But he's... No, but he no, didn't... I get it. But he didn't believe them, I think, that it was happening, and he didn't care. Uh-huh. And he's a piece of shit. He has a bunch of... Well, <clears throat> first of all, I think that it 100% would have worked, because Luca was such a fucking narcissist, and he did porn, so if, like, the most popular man... In mm-hmm. pornography, invited him to do something, he would 100% do it because yeah, he tried right. out for all those reality shows. Oh, yeah, he would I definitely think, do it. And he would have. Been... I mean, like, I don't think it's terrible that Ron Jeremy didn't want to. I think it, well, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, like, if you don't want to have your name attached to something like that, I understand. I guess, I guess. But the really weird tie into this episode is that Jeremy's nickname amongst the porn community is the Hedgehog. Which is some weird synchronicity shit that we'll get into a little later (laughs) after we talk about this other shit. Because there's also a great TV show that Morgan and I binge watched all in one day a week ago. Yes. We, uh, The End of the Fucking World. So good. It was literally, I was about to leave Holly's apartment. Like, I was like, okay, I think I'm going to go. But then we were like, want to watch something like short and then like, I'll stay. Because the first episode's literally like 18 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I've heard this show's, like, good. Want to just watch the first episode? And we sat there and watched all eight episodes in Whole one thing. sitting. In one sitting. It was amazing. It was amazing. Because I'm if, like, you're not leaving. And you're like, no. No. Yeah. Netflix, go watch End of the Fucking World. It's really good. The characters are cool, except the one girl's kind of weird. Yeah, but she's still interesting and fun to watch. And it's based off of a comic. It's just, it's... 
It's very interesting. I felt like it was a very long episode of Black Mirror, but it also... It could have been a movie for sure. Oh, 100%. 100%. Also, the kid in it, the is boy, really is cute, and he um, was in an episode of Black Mirror. Yes. I really like the cool. girl's brown jacket that she wears. Oh, yeah. And I, I got a green jacket similar to it that I am going to wear. Oh, that, yeah, it's a really good jacket, you guys. Mm-hmm. She wore it walking in. I was like, damn. Yeah. So, also, I tried to watch the movie My Friend Dahmer. Neither of us realized that that even came out. No. We hyped, it got so much hype, and then I feel like people just stopped caring. Or when it came out, no one said anything. Well, it no did one was really, like... really well on Rotten Tomatoes. Really? But it is so... I couldn't even finish it. Really? The kid does not look like Jeffrey Dahmer at all. All it is, because uh, you remember Dahmering out. Yeah. Like, that's basically all he does. And I just feel, I, I don't know, because it's also based off a comic, and I don't know if, like, the writer took artistic liberties in, like, kind of coming up with, like, fictitious type things. Shit that didn't because happen, Because there's yeah. a part literally where they go on a class trip to Washington, D.C., and they talk to the vice president, and I'm like, I extensively read about yeah. about Jeffrey Dahmer. He did not once meet vice president, oh, fuck, whoever the vice president was when Jimmy Carter was president. And that didn't happen. And also, I kept forgetting that it took place in the 70s. I swear right. to God, I saw a kid wearing a Yeezus shirt, <laughs> and some girl was on her cell phone. Oh, my God. No one dressed like they were from the 70s. No, not at all. No. And the dude who played Lionel is, like, a really, really good actor. Um, he was on some episodes of Law & Order SVU as a bad guy, and he was so creepy. But he just was not Lionel. No. And Anne Heish... Heish? Heish? She played um, the mom... But I don't know. She did a very good job. I just could not get into it. And the whole, like, jogger thing got really... Tired. Well, no, because in real life, he never met him. In the movie, it ends up being one of his friend's doctors. And so he goes there to get a physical. Well, that's because the information's not out there really about it that you can do what you want with it. I mean, they do that with a lot of shit. Yeah, and so that's what I was kind of thinking. That's the thing is, like, it's getting so far away now of, like, when it happened that people are starting to, like... You know, it's like the Titanic. Like, did Rose and Jack really happen? No. But did the Titanic happen? Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's true. The craziest part in that movie, and I'm taking this from the Cracked podcast, is mm-hmm. that literally some astrologist was watching the movie, and he like the there was the sky, like it, the night sky, like during ti- Titanic, and the mm-hmm. astro- astrologist was like, where the Titanic was at that point. That's not what the night sky would have looked like. That's not where the stars would have been. James Cameron went back, changed that. Yeah. Yet he had there was a character in the movie who portrayed an actual person who was on the Titanic who literally died saving people. Like, you, like I think, like, he, like, used himself as a human bridge for people, and in yeah. the movie, they make him a piece of shit. Yeah. And it made his family really sad. That sucks. Is He was one of the guys, like, that was, like, conducting the boats, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, and he one... was, the like, one of the dickhead ones. Yeah. But in, and in real life, he was a fucking hero. Yeah. It's really sad. So, anywho, so, we... <laughs> We wow. haven't even started talking about the Brothers Grimm stories, and no. we are about 15 minutes in Let's at this point. Let's get into those those boys now. Let's get into those Grimmy boys. Our Grimmy boys so are back again. So do you want to start with yours? I am. Okay. These I wouldn't necessarily... I don't know. 
I didn't really, I didn't know how I wanted to, I wanted to pick the weirdest ones possible. Okay, I picked ones that just seemed like they Because, I mean, they all are scary and creepy, and these are creepy, definitely, 100%. Yeah. I mean, they're weird, but, I mean, they're, mine are just mostly fucking weird as shit. So, my first one is called... Should I do the German pronunciations again? Um, yes, I, that is my favorite part. Okay, so, my first story is... Hans my hedgehog. What is that? Hans in... my hedgehog. Um, Hans mein Engel. Hans, ma- Hans mein Heigel. Hans mein eagle. Hans my eagle. Yeah, that sounds way better than Hans my hedgehog. Hans my hedgehog does not roll off the tongue. Hans my eagle. My eagle. My eagle. Yeah, whatever. I'm just gonna call him Hans. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate Hans my hedgehog. Hansies. Hansies. So, anywho'sal, there was this peasant. He was very angry. Him and his wife could not have any children, and uh, he would walk through town. People would make fun of him and be like, oh my god, that guy can't have kids. And he was like, ugh. And so he was Dickie. like, you know what? I will have a child, even if it's a fucking hedgehog. Which is the weirdest thing to say. Okay. His wife finally had a baby, but the top half of his body was a hedgehog, and the bottom half was a human. And his wife was horrified and was like, oh, thanks a lot. Like, you just had to say it had to be a hedgehog. <laughs> and that's just what it became because he said it? Apparently, because cool. it's magic. I picture Sonic the Hedgehog on top. Of course. Yeah. So he was like, well, Of course, out. when I hear hedgehog, I think of Sonic. It's instantly a Sonic. Yeah. Dad was, like, telling me today, he's like, did you know that there's, like, people who play video games professionally? And I was like, oh, my God, Dad. I was like, yeah. He doesn't know anything. I was like, you are Sega. so too. I'm like, Dad, it is 2018. You are so 2018. <laughs> yeah, he's late. But he was like, well, if they had one for Sonic the Hedgehog, you and Morgan would win because it was the only game we had growing up, so we got very good at it. So the wife obviously was again like, fuck you, and he's like, calm down, we'll have him baptized. You just won't have a godfather, because <laughs> that makes sense apparently. So, and the wife was like, fine, but his name is Hans my Hedgehog, which is, I don't... So his name was Han. His ha- name, no, his birth, his Christian birth name was Hans my Hedgehog. Huh. But I'm just going to call him Hans. So because he had quills... Oh, also while reading this, I got porcupines and hedgehogs confused. Yeah. Porcupines, like, porcupines have more needles. They're like spiky. Yeah. Hedgehogs <laughs> are more like... Cool textured. Yeah. So, but because of you know, the texture of his skin. He couldn't sleep in a regular bed, so they put some straw down on the ground behind a stove. Also because of his skin, he couldn't breastfeed because, ouch. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) No, thank you. Uh, So Han stayed behind the stove for eight years, and over that time, his parents grew to hate him and were like, (laughs) wouldn't it be cool if Hans my hedgehog died? Oh, my God. Yeah, they hated him. Like, they wanted a kid so bad. He wanted a kid so bad, he was like, I don't even care if it's a hedgehog. It's a hedgehog. And then now you're over it? Like, fuck you. Fuck you. Fucking. So one day the father was going to a fair. Why only he was allowed to go, I will never know. (laughs) And he asked the wife and their servant and Hans, my hedgehog, if they wanted any gifts. The mom wanted, like, meat and bread because she was boring. The (laughs) servant girl wanted slippers and stockings. And he was like, whatever, Hans, I'll, like, fucking get you something. And he asked him, and he was like, bring me some bagpipes. And he was like, cool. So when he got back, he gave everyone their gifts, and Hans took the bagpipes and was like, Dad, go get my rooster. I'm leaving, and you'll never see me again. And the dad was like, yes. rooster. He wrote it. He was apparently Whoa, very, he, okay. like, 
his upper, so he wasn't like so he was human sized. He was small, so he was Cute. like a he was like hedgehog size. Cute. He, he sounds terrifying, Morgan. Well, he sounds so scared. Sca- scary. I mean, he sounds scared. <laughs> he sounds he's shook. So Hans left with all of the family's pigs and went up in in a tree. And he played his bagpipes, and a king was passing, and he got lost, and he asked Hans to help him get home, and Hans was like, cool, yeah, you got it, but the first thing we see when we get to your castle is going to belong to me. And the king was like, There's a lot of deals Mm -hmm. in these stories. Everyone's like, well, if I do this, you're going to do that. Yeah, like, can't you just do something nice for somebody? How about just like a, oh, yeah. Yeah, sure, like, I will help you out of here because I'm a kind... Hedgehog man. I guess man. haggling was just the way of the apparently, age. Apparently. So yeah, the king was like, yeah, sure, right, cool. And he wrote up a contract, but Hans could not read. And the contract like didn't go along with him getting whatever he saw when they first got back to the castle, which is good because when they got there, the king's daughter came running out. Mm. And he was like, uh, don't fucking worry, this dum-dum doesn't know how to read. You don't have to marry him. And she's like, thank fucking God, because I would not have. So Hans goes back to his little tree. Another dumbass king comes, loses his way. I don't know why there's so many lost... But kings are just <laughs> These rogue. kings just do not have their maps because they refuse to check them. Yeah. Like, I know the way. I know the way. Well, they also have servants with them who also are equally like, what? what? Yeah, so another dum-dum loses his way. He stumbles across Hans, who again offers to show him the way home. He's like, show me the way to go home. But no, when we're I not get... singing that song. No, but when he gets there, he gets whatever they first see. So again, they get to the castle, and the first thing we see is the king's daughter. And he's like, uh, so um, I kind of promised this hedgehog dude uh, that he could have the first thing he saw when he got home and it's you. And she's like, uh, it's cool. I love you, dad. And I'll do whatever you say. So Hans, my hedgehog was like, cool, cool. And and at this point he had like so fucking many pigs. So for some reason he wrote to his dad. Yeah. Well, his pigs kept fucking and never died. Apparently. I don't know. He had a lot of pigs. So he wrote to his dad. Who's like, guess who's coming home? Motherfucker. And guess who's bringing a bunch of fucking pigs. He's like, me, make room for the pigs, we're going to slaughter, you guys are going to have food forever. Mm -hmm. And the dad was like, fuck, I thought that Grosso died years ago. But when he got there, Hans promised to leave, and the dad was like, phew. He's like, please just die this time. (laughs) So first, Hans goes to the first castle to collect the princess, but the dad was like, actually, the contact you signed uh, was bogus. And he was like, cool, I'm just going to murder all of you if you don't give me your daughter. So the king was like, bye, daughter. (laughs) And the princess and Hans left together in a carriage. But during the trip, Hans ripped her clothes off, <gasps> stabbed her with her quills, and what? was like, go home, I don't want you anymore. And she was cursed forever. What? Yeah. <clears throat> what? Yeah. So then he went to the second castle, and the princess was like, fuck, I'm not marrying this thing. He's so gross, but I already told my dad I would. So on their wedding night, she was like, I'm afraid to share a bed with you because the top half of you is literally knives. Right. (laughs) And Hans was like, it's cool, babe. So he peeled off his hedgehog skin, which is something you think he would have done years ago. Like maybe when his mom and dad were neglecting him. Oh my God. So I, yeah, that was like a M. Night Shyamalan twist. Right. Hans my hedgehog can take off his hedgehog part, apparently. Yeah, seriously. So all of a sudden he was super fucking hot and the princess woke up and was like, 
whoa. Hey. She was like, boy, oh, 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 oh. So he ended up going back to his dad's at, with his new wife and was like, I'm your son. His dad's like, no, you're not. My son was a weird hedgehog. And he's like, no, but like, I'm your son. And yeah. the dad was like, cool. So he brought him back to the castle and they lived happily ever after. But like, seriously, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know. The moral to that story is... Even if a dude looks like a hedgehog, even if a dude, but okay. So he took off his hedgehog skin, but was he still little sized? Yeah. That's what I don't get. So she, was she just like married to like a really hot, like little small, small man, not not a little person, but like kind of like a a smaller guy doll. Yeah. Like a Ken doll. That's like a hedgehog. <laughs> like literally, she just what a weird fucking story. I would have been like, man, I wish you'd ripped off your human part and you were just a hedgehog. Oh, I just want a hedgehog. I just want a hedgehog that I can like fuck. Okay. So let's get to your first story. Morgan. Okay. Well, hang on, because I don't have my notes just prepared just right. Cool, 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 cool. Tight, tight, tight. So now we are moving on to um, the spirit in the glass bottle or their geist on glass. they're glissed i'm gloss yeah so the story is about a father who worked very hard as a woodcutter and decided that he wanted to give all of his life savings to his one and only son so that he could go to the university get really smart and so that when he grew old the son could pay and take care of him okay so we're going to call the son the student because that's what he was called in the story did he was he not given are you sure his name wasn't hans Definitely wasn't Hans. It was Hans. They okay. just never said both of their. It was Hans and Hans Senior. Hans and Hans Senior. Yeah, it was Hans okay. the second. But we'll call him the student. The student or Hans. <laughs> we can call him Hans. I, don't I give bet a you fuck. a thousand fucking. It actually percent. makes more sense than the student, so I'll just call him Hans. Call him Hans, please. So Hans, not to be went to university. With Hans, my no, yeah, totally different Hans. Different Hans. So he went to the university and was never really good at anything, unlike <laughs> all of his other like classmates. Um, and then cons. he kind of just ran out of money because <laughs> his dad didn't give him that much. What and a dick. he had to go back home. And so when he went back home, his dad was like, oh, uh, I literally don't have any more money. <laughs> I'd be like, hey, remember how you this wanted me to go to college really bad? Well, I, that cost money <laughs> that costs money dad um, dad's like oh wait it's not just like free this sounds like really upbeat throughout the entire thing and it's so hard. he's like don't worry dad like i'm gonna work and i'll help and we can make money together like wood cutting and the dad is basically like no you're a <laughs> pussy you went to college you can't hack it out in the woods like me and hack it out in the woods such a typical I mean, dad joke i made that up oh good for you <laughs> Um, High fives, catch on. And then basically Hans was like, fuck you, dad. (laughs) And so they go out and, but no, actually before the dad agrees, he's like, okay, no, but seriously, I only have one ax and I don't have money (laughs) to buy you one. So you can't come. And then Hans is like, well, let's just ask the fucking neighbor. (laughs) Why is this so I don't know. So he's like, can we ask the neighbor or whatever? And he's like, I guess. And so they, <laughs> they go out the next day to the woods and they start cutting down wood and doing the whole wood cutting so thing. So the, the neighbor was like, yeah, sure. Fucking yeah, just the neighbor actually it. seems like chill. Cool. Um, 
so halfway through the day, the father likes like, let's sit down. I need to take a break. I'm tired. I want to eat a little bit. But Hans is like, well, you know, I'm like feeling myself and I <laughs> so really just want to go like hang out in the woods. And the dad's like, no, you need to sit the fuck down because you're going to be too weak and you're not going to want to work hard later if you like don't rest. And he's like, whatever. And so he leaves. <laughs> like whatever dad bought, he like gets on a motorcycle and he's like smoking. Yeah, a he's cigarette. like, you're going to tire yourself out. But Hans is like, bye. Starts frolicking around in the woods, just like having a fun time. He wanted to leave because he wanted to look for birds' nests, which is like, I used to love looking for birds' nests. But like, what were his intentions? Oh, they weren't really, I think just to look. He seems like a ha- happy, happy guy. He just wants to like look at what I, little yeah, bird eggs Yeah, I used to just like? like look at little bird okay, eggs. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Anyway. Hans ain't evil. I'm sorry. I've just been listening to so much okay. serial killer shit. This is possible. I'm like, so Hans almost. kills all those. T- no. All those. T- You're about to, we're about to get to something. The duckies. So. What makes it grim? Yeah. So the son goes into the woods. He brought his bread. He, this is, this is verbatim. <laughs> Wait, hold on. You know, like you go to the woods, you bring your bread. Well, I told you they sat down to eat and they don't have a lot. So they pretty much just eat loaves of bread. They eat beans and bread at in these yeah. stories. All they eat is beans and bread. That mom fucking from my story was like, please bring me bread. <laughs> <laughs> please just bring me some bread. I have a son who's a hedgehog. Well, another really big thing in these stories is people like just, they, they have no money. <laughs> They're so fucking like, poor. Like in one of my stories, someone goes from having so much to none. They're either poor as fuck or kings and who are no, dumb no reason. as shit and like, get There's lost. no explanation why. No, no, no. Um, so anyway, so he ate his bread. He was very <laughs> cheerful. He looked into the green branches to see. So I'm reading some of this from like the actual text and some of it I'm just saying in my own Free balling. I get you. Uh, He looked into the green branches to see if he could find a bird's nest. He walked to and fro until at last he came to an enormous oak that was certainly many hundred years old and that five men could not have been able to span. He stood there looking at it and thought, many birds must have built nests in that tree. (laughs) Like I said, kids really into bird nests. Uh, So all of a sudden he's looking at the nest. He hears this voice, like a very like little voice saying, let me out, let me out. He's like, what the fuck? (laughs) And so he starts, like, digging where he can kind of, like, hear the sounds coming from, and he sees a little glass bottle, and inside of it is a little green frog that's trapped. Oh, boy. Poor baby. The frog again yells, like, let me out. And so this By yelling, you mean, like, ooh, ooh, let me out. out. Pretty much. And a frog in a bottle. Pretty much. So anthropomorphic frog. Sure. It can talk. It has sentience. Well, you'll see. So anyways, he opens up the bottle and because he's a good person. And all of a sudden, this little green frog transforms into a giant almost the size of the tree. Holy fuck. So this, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, and this is what the giant says. Do you know, he cried in a terrifying voice, what your reward is for letting me out? Uh, Hans said, no. How should I know that? Yeah, he's like, dumb dumb, I can't read yeah, your bitch. fucking mind. <laughs> So then the giant says, then I will tell you, I must break your neck for it. What? Yeah. You'd think, so, um, so he liked it in his little, fuck him. Did he have Stockholm no, Syndrome he, with that bottle? He was just like, he was just a dick, dude. He was so just he a fucking li- dick. Someone trapped oh. him in there, he's like, I was, I was trapped in here for a punishment, so the person who lets me out, I'm gonna kill. What a dick. Yeah, but so Hans is like, well, you should have said that sooner. Uh, and I wouldn't have let you out. And so basically, Hans, because he went to school for, I don't know, 
two months. <laughs> what did he major in? I don't know. He's really smart though, and so he like kind of starts like playing mind games with this guy. He was and a he's like, you know, <laughs> he's like, I don't even. He's like, why would you be able to break my neck? You can't even prove that this is true. You can't even prove that you used to be in that bottle. You don't look like you could fit in that bottle. Yeah. And so the guy's like, he's well, like, I'll I'm get su- back in the bottle and I'm show you. you. I'm suing you. So he gets back in the bottle, the the dumbass giant. He's so fucking stupid. I can and Hans see where closes this is going. the thing back, and he's like, "LOL, haha, bye." And so he throws the thing. Um, I bury. He it. like buries it again. Yeah, but then he uh, starts yelling, "Please let me out! Please let me out!" And he goes, "No, not a second time. I will not release a person who once tried to kill me. Now that I have captured him again." I'd be like, "Did you really think that was gonna work twice?" Right. And then the giant says, if you will set me free, I will give you so much that you will have enough for all the days of your life. And Hans just says, no. Yeah, I wouldn't trust that motherfucker. He goes, you would cheat me like you tried the first time. The, um, the giant then says, you are giving away your own good fortune. I will not harm you, but instead will reward you richly. Liar. So he said, I'll venture it. Perhaps he will keep his word. And in any event, he will not get the better of me. Because he knows he's smart. So he pulls out the cork and the spirit rose up from the bottle and extended himself and became big again. And he goes, now you shall have your reward. Handing the student a little rag that looked just like a small bandage, he said, if you rub a wound with the one end, it will heal any wound of anything. And if you rub steel or iron with the other end, it'll turn to silver. Oh. So he's like, okay, I need to try. And so he goes to a tree. He uh, scratched the bark with his axe, and then he rubbed it with the other end of the bandage, and it immediately closed together and was healed. Cute. So nice. Yeah. That poor so, tree, though. The tree's like, ow! Right? But then he fixes ow. it. Ow. So, um, so then he go, runs back to his dad, because they're just kind of, like, cool after that. So he runs back to his dad, <laughs> and he's like, uh, and he, like, he basically, he, like, shows his dad without telling him what happened. He's just, like, he turns the axe into silver, and then he hits it into a tree and breaks the axe, and the dad's like, okay, dumbass, now we're gonna have to fucking buy a new axe for our stupid neighbor, and we don't have any money. And he's like, don't worry, dad, I got this. Is, is, does the dad make his livelihood by, like, is the axe really that big? Is that, like, their main possession? That's how he works. He's a woodcutter. Oh, fuck. And so... He should go turn some tricks. Right. And so... <laughs> so anyway, so the son picks up uh, the axe, and he takes it down to the goldsmith, who tested it, weighed it, and said that it was worth, and this is money I don't know, 400 <laughs> tailors? Tallers? Wait, how many? 400 tallers. 400 Taylor Smith dollars. Right. And then the goldsmith says, well, I don't even have that much money on me, but that's what it's worth. <laughs> the guy was probably like, what are you even fucking talking about? Right. That's not real money. And Honda's like, give me what you have and I will lend you the rest. He just like gives Which him doesn't a... make sense. No. He just um, gives him a fistful of Monopoly money. <laughs> so then the goldsmith gave him 300 Tallers and owed him 100. Then the student went home uh, and said, father, I have some money. Go ask the neighbor what he wants for the axe. The father said, I already know. He wants one tailor and six groschens. Okay. Okay. So, how do you spell this one? We're going to take a quick little break to figure out what the fuck these words mean. Right. It's old German something, because groschen sounds German. Yeah. I don't even know why. Yeah. Let's we'll, check. We'll be back. 
Okay, so even if you don't care, we're going to explain <laughs> what these things are. A tailor was a silver coin used throughout Europe for almost 400 years. So it was like a, it's just a coin, it's apparently. Just a coin. Yeah. Uh, and then how do silver you say coin. the other one? Groschen? Groschen, Groschen, I don't know. If uh, it's German. It... it was also a silver coin, but more like a penny, I guess. Um, and it was equal, it was like one hundredth of a shilling. And a shilling is about a penny. So, like, I feel like those gross... Also, they're also called grossos. Grossies. <laughs> so it's, like, basically, like, a... It's, like, worse than a haypenny. So, yeah, there's some little history on whatever the fuck that crazy Very interesting was. stuff. So, anyways, so... <laughs> so the dad said, I already know what the neighbor said that the axe is worth. He said that it's worth, um... Who even fucking knows? Two, uh, two one tailor and six groschens. And then uh, the son says, well, you're going to give him two tailors and 12 Roshans because that's double the worth and is plenty. And I have more than enough money. And he gave it to his father and he said, you shall never need anything. Live just like you want to. The end. The end. That story was so funny for some reason. I don't know why, but like I'm really on board with, uh, I guess his name's Hans in our eyes. He seems like a cool guy. Everyone's name's Hans. He outsmarted. He was a smart guy. He used his noggin. We learned some shit about money. Yeah. From old good timies. stuff. I finally learned out what a shilling was. I've always heard about shillings. Yeah, they talk about it in Pirates of the Caribbean. They do talk about it Ooh, in Pirates now of the I Caribbean. I want to watch that. All right, let's go on to uh, your let's next story. Let's go on to story. my second story. So, like I mentioned before, I went the weirdest fuck route. Right. So my next story is called The Mouse, the Bird, and the Sausage. Ah. Uh, von dem Mauschen Vogelschen Unterbratwurst. Unterbratwurst. <laughs> Unterbratwurst is probably my favorite character. So, yeah, me too. Yeah, uh, these aren't, these are also, so these are like uh, anthropomorphic, like sentient, yeah. like the frog was or whatever. Right. Including the sausage. <laughs> So the sausage and the mouse are women. Okay. And the bird's a guy. They it, identify as female. It think of this like three's company, you know? Okay. They have Would a not lamp. have guessed the sausage would have been the female. Yeah. You know what? Brothers Grimm were ahead of their time. Yeah, man. Yeah. In um, some ways. Not so much when I'll talk later. Yeah. So once upon a time there was a mouse a bird. And a fucking sausage, who were all roommates. Uh-huh. Each had their own little chore. The bird gathered wood every day for their fire. The mouse carried water and set the fire and made their table for their meals. And the sausage was the cook, which is weird because she's also food. <laughs> also, she's food. she's food. Also, side note, she's a fucking blood sausage. Ew. Which are the most disgusting things ever, especially when you get super drunk and eat a bunch of them and then... Yeah, that was gross when we did that. That, I will never eat another... Why did I eat... It's coagulated. It was such a small amount, though. I was so drunk. <laughs> I know. We had too much wine that night. We had so much wine, you guys. So the sausage is just the weirdest part, probably, of the story. So the sausage <laughs> cooked, this is disgusting, by slithering in their food to mix it up and make it nice and greasy and salty. Ew. Uh, which is disgusting considering it's a girl. It's like a... So she's, like, cooking herself every time she cooks? 
But she's like a fucking sausage, so apparently it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> if anything was going to well, be okay, she, it'd be that, I guess. If she's going to be cooked, is she any less of a sausage? <laughs> Maybe she's already cooked. I don't know. I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know. So one day while gathering wood, the bird ran into one of his old bird friends who told him that he was doing way more work than his roommates were. Who basically just sat around the house. Wait, all was day. everyone in this kind of a lifestyle situation? Like everyone had a bird, everyone had a I sausage, if... and everyone had a mouse. A mouse? No, I don't think it was. I think sometimes just it was of... like cats, sausages, and like horses. Exactly. It cool. was any, and then like an cool. onion, an onion, <laughs> yeah. like probably a bean. You know, there was a fucking. Bean. There's I'm gotta surprised be a bean. a bean. Honestly, so surprised. I'm so happy. Bratwurst. Blood sausage. Yes. I don't know if that's different in German, but yucky, yucky. It's just yucky. a form of a sausage. True. The grossest one. So the mouse was like, you know what? Or no, no. The bird, rather, was like, you know what? You're totally right, dude. Uh, I'm going to, like, change everything up when I get home. So when he got home, he told the mouse and the sausage that they were going to change everything up. So the mouse then became the cook. The sausage gathered word word. Or, or wood. Mm-hmm. Um, and the bird got the water. So the first day, the sausage went to gather wood, and she was immediately eaten by a dog. Because she is a sausage, and wow. dogs are dogs, and they're going to eat a sausage if they see it. Right. They don't know. It's I don't know if this dog oh, so was also... the sausage is dead? Yeah, they were, like, very, very sad about it. The, uh, they went through mourning. The, I'm sad. The mouth... Yeah, don't know what her name was, but yeah, sausage died. Sausage <laughs> got eaten by sausage. Oh, dog. sausage oh, that dog gone. was probably happy. It probably was delicious. I imagine. Uh, no, it was a blood sausage. It was gross. But for a dog, Tuesday is like number one love in life is blood. Yeah, she's pretty fucking punk rock. So when the mouse tried cooking, you know the way the sausage did, a la slithering around the food, the mouse obviously died. Oh my god, <laughs> dude. Mice can't handle hot. Mice aren't sausages. Mice aren't sausages. Yuck, dead mouse in the soup. So then the bird was super pissed and hungry, and there was no one there to make any food, and he just started throwing sticks all over the place, and because of his carelessness, the house caught on fire, and when the bird went to fetch the water, he fell in the bucket and he drowned. So that, I think the moral of that story is... Stick with what you're good at. Yeah, know your place. Know your place in life. Know, know your role. Not everyone is good at everything. Know that if you're That's a That's so- how the world goes round. Yeah, if you're a sausage, maybe don't go out in the woods where there's dogs. Right. If you are food, maybe don't go places where people, you know. If you are living, uh, but not a food, don't cook your body into things, because it'll be ouchies for sure. Yeah, they were, I mean, it was different times. Big Even old the ouchies. Animals were, the big labouchies. Big old ouchies. I, oh, I thought you said the big Lebowchis. Big Lebowchis. <laughs> I win. Are you okay? <laughs> What's this weird hair situation? Do you see that? Yeah, I think you're... Okay, we're good. You need to brush your hair. Oh, I haven't in a while. You can go brush your hair now. <laughs> <laughs> you can go brush your hair, Mom. Mom, go brush your hair. <laughs> <laughs> All right, shall I move on? No, I think we should talk about Mean Girls for about 15 more minutes. Shut up. Shut up. All right, so next I'm going to talk about the Nixie in the pond, or the Nixie, I'm Tyke. I'm Tyke. <laughs> By the way, like, I don't... I am Tyke. I 100% only have a four-year high school education 
of German language. So Sounds right if I'm butchering these, someone tell me. I'd love to know. I like to be German corrected. listeners. Tell us the right way to say those so, things. So to the Nixie in the pond. Once upon a time, there was a miller who I think is someone who collects water. Yes. Um, he lived con- <laughs> contentedly with his wife. They had money and land, and their prosperity Whoa. increased Both? from year to year. Oh, shit. And then out of the fuck nowhere, misfortune takes a hold, and their wealth decreases from year to year until finally the miller scarcely owns even the mill where he lives. Said her all. So one morning he was like sad, and so he woke up early. <laughs> so he decided to go to the psychiatrist. He, and he no, got a he lamictal up, prescription. Shut up. He went outside. Not shut up, but <laughs> it's your fine. Um, so he went outside because he just wanted to like enjoy the beauty of like nature Life. and stuff. <laughs> so he walks down by the pond, um, and he started seeing something like swimming around in the pond, and then was it the turning sausage? around? It wasn't the sausage <laughs> cooking itself. It was, however, a beautiful woman rising slowly out of the water. I want you to picture this. I'm her long Phoebe hair, in... long white hair. She was holding it above her shoulders with her soft hands. Could you imagine just someone coming out of the water, just like? This? Are you sure you weren't watching a Lady Gaga music video? I know, right? <laughs> that sounds oh like a Lady Gaga music video. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, her, the story's not her, real. She. Just had like water flowing all over her. Yeah, he saw. And she kept singing "Poker Face." It was very <laughs> weird. So he saw obviously that she was a Nixie, which is like a water nymph, nymph? Okay. or you know, Lady mermaid, Gaga? or seriously Gaga. If you've seen that one music video, uh, she gets wet. Well- oh yeah, there's that one, isn't it? You and I. You and I. Yeah, I fucking love that song. I do too. So yeah, no, she is a Nixie. This is about her. It this really is the is. prophecy of well, Lady she's Gaga. Bad. And actually, cool. this fine. is very like uh, her character in Hotel too. What she does. Hang on. What? So he was really frightened because, and he didn't know whether to run or to stay because you know Nixies can be he like did, evil. He didn't know whether to run or jerk off. Seriously. <laughs> but the Nixie, speaking with a soft voice, called him by name and asked why he was so sad. And so he, because, like, of the way she was being, he was like, well, you know, like, I'm having some financial problems. And, like, he just kind of told her everything. You got to unload. And so she said, I will help you with all of your problems. I will make all of your, like, you'll get prosperous again if you promise me the next born at your mill. And he was like, okay, well, that'll just be, like, a dog or a cat, so that's fine. Of course um, it was probably his kid, no? Well, way to ruin the story for everybody, Holly. Well, no, I, you can sound... Morgan, every single time... I know, it's always It's the, always the, the kid. So the miller returns home to find that somehow no one realized the wife was pregnant and gives birth to a baby boy. This is the saddest episode of I didn't know I was pregnant. No. <laughs> So now he knows that obviously the Nixie was fucking with him and knew this. Yeah. Or she doy. wouldn't have done it. Um, and in But in the meantime, good fortune did return to the miller's house. He succeeded in everything that he undertook. and They were uh, like, fuck that, It baby. was though the <laughs> trunks and the strong boxes filled themselves of their own accord, as this was written. Some magic and happens. as though money in a chest multiplied overnight, before long his wealth was greater than it had ever been before. However, it did not bring him happiness without concern, for his agreement with the Nixie tormented his heart. Well, yeah. Yeah. Whenever he passed the pond, he was scared she was going to appear and demand the 
debt. He never allowed the boy himself to go near the water as oh, he grew up. So she didn't actually take him. No, not right away. Uh, um, I thought and she he would always say, beware, time. if you touch the water, a hand will appear and take hold of you and pull you under. That's what his dad would always say to him. Let me but guess. <laughs> anyways, years pass and, like, nothing happens. They don't ever hear from this Nixie. And the boy grows up to be an apprentice of a huntsman. So one day he's out hunting. He finds a deer. He kills it and he skins it. And not Gross. even really realizing it, at those times, that's how you ate. I know. Probably. I'm sorry. <laughs> but no, I, get, I think hunting's gross, too. Um, <clears throat> uh, so anyways, he didn't really realize, like, what where he was because he was still like into the hunt, but he was right next to the pond. And so because it's been so long, he always heard about it, but nothing ever happened. I would he... stay away from all ponds. Honestly, I'd be like, you know what? Right. I'll just use my, like, do you not bring a canteen with you? Dum dum. I guess not. Cause so, well, he goes to wash his hands cause they're bloody. Gruff. And so when he washes Wa- his hands, like off on grass, who cares? Right. Um, so he's washing his bloody hands and all of a sudden, waves start rushing up, and the Nixie rises out of the water, laughing. She wraps her wet arms around him and pulls him under so quickly that waves just splash over him. Whoa. So at this time, he was also a married man, and his wife knew all about this. So as soon as he wasn't she coming She was like, home, oh, hell no. Exactly. No, she was like, oh, hell no. The wife is a bad bitch. She's like, the fuck baddest, you. kind of. Fuck you. That is my husband. So she, Keep obviously, once she realizes. Your pond. <laughs> so once she realizes that she thinks this is what's happening, she goes down to the pond and she just like runs around and like looks for him and looks for any trace of him. And she doesn't get anything. She gets really tired. So she falls asleep. She doesn't. Wait, hold on, though. She doesn't think to look in the actual pod itself well she doesn't want to go in herself does she know she knows yeah she knows about the whole thing oh okay well she's fucking smart yeah so this part was cool because they like talk about like the dream that the wife has which i thought was interesting interesting yeah and they basically talk about how she has a dream that she's like climbing this mountain and she uh, appears at this like little cottage house and walks inside and she sees this old woman but then at that moment she wakes up And it's already daylight, and she decides to follow her dream. Um, So with difficulty, she climbs the mountain that's near her, and everything was just as she had seen it during the night. The old woman received her kindly, showing her a chair where she was to sit. You must have met with misfortune, she said, having sought out my lonely cottage. The woman, the wife says, basically in tears, like what happened to her. She tells her the whole story. The, um, the old woman says, be comforted. I will help you. Here's a golden comb for you. Wait <laughs> until like, the what? full moon has risen. Then go to the mill pond, sit down on the bank and comb your long black hair with this comb. When you're finished, set it down on the bank and you will see what will happen. Dope. So she does what she's told. She goes back and, uh, she brushes her hair in the moonlight and uh, once she puts the thing down, almost immediately, something starts swimming around, grabs the the brush, pulls it under the water, and she's like, what the fuck? And then all of a sudden, she sees, like, that waves start, like, rising and, um, like, parting the water, and she sees just her husband's head. Weird. But then, like, a wave crashes, and the, the pond's still. Whoa. Yeah. That would make a good movie. Dude, I think that about this story. I've totally thought that. 
about this story actually. Um, so then what? the the next day she goes back and she was like, ugh, like that didn't work really. I got to see him. I know he's there, but like I need him back. And so this time the old woman gave her a golden flute and says, wait until the full moon comes again and then take this flute, sit on the bank and play a beautiful tune on it. And when you're finished, set it in the sand, then you will see what happens. Okay. What I would do if this was me, I would take the flute, I'd put my hand in the water because I know fucking Gaga's going to come out and then I would just beat her to death with the fucking flute. But then flute. your husband would still be in the water and you would never be able to get to well, him. Well, but Nixie would be gone. And, and she'd then be would... dead. Well, yeah. There's more than one Nixie. Well, but oh, she's just one of them. Oh, and they all live down there. They and he's all live, all yeah. Oh, so she couldn't just she should just go down there and rescue him. She could get a wig. How? They're all magic. Um, she could blend in. No, get a wig. She can't survive under there. She can get one of those things they use in Harry Potter. Is it like anyways? Gilly, Gilly Hicks. <laughs> Gilly Wade. <laughs> okay, so where was I? You just threw me off. Well, we were talking about Gilly Hicks. Okay, so she does the flute thing. She sets the flute down, and the same thing happens. But this time, instead of it just being his head, it's his head and his torso. But, again, like, water crashes, he disappears. And she's like, what the actual fuck? The uh, she said she, The wise woman gave her, the third time she goes back, a golden spinning wheel. By this point, I'm not going to say this woman's that wise. Well, unless, she's well, still, you'll see, Holly. Is it the long, oh, it's Shut the up. long con? Anyways, so she comforted her. She said, everything is not yet fulfilled. Wait until the full moon comes, then take the spinning wheel, sit on the bank, and spin the spool full. When you have done this, place the spinning wheel at the water's edge, and you will see what happens. So the woman did everything exactly as she'd been told, and as soon as the full moon appeared, she carried the golden spinning wheel to the bank, and she span it until it was all out, and the spool was completely filled with thread, and she had scarcely placed the wheel on the bank when there was just violent motion in the water. And again, a really big wave this time came up because it had to get the fucking huge, like, wheel. Oh, yeah, that's a big thing. It's not thing. just like a little flute Brush. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And then immediately the head and the whole body of her husband emerged. This time he was able to jump out. His wife catches him and they fled. Oh, it's like the notebook. They take, well, they, <laughs> so then... This pisses them off that the entire mill pond arose with a terrible roar. See, this is the part that I thought sounded like a movie. It's like Mm. all the water rises out of it and just starts, like, coming at them. Weird. Um, So they saw, like, that they were going to die. And so the wife just yells out in terror to the old woman and says, Please help us. Please help us. And they were instantly transformed. She into a toad and him into a frog. So, like, basically the same thing? Yeah, right? <laughs> Why couldn't just one of the... Is it so they're not species compatible? They can't have kids? I don't fuck... What the hell? I don't really know. That's but anyways, so weird. Well, no, that doesn't even matter because, like, what sucks is they instantly get separated. Huh. And then when they come, well, like, finally to... wash ashore as humans again, because the magic wears off, they both are in different lands with, like, different people that they've never met who speak, like, different languages the hell yeah right is that the end no so in order to earn a living they both started herding sheep 
as a toad and a frog. No, they they're had... humans now. Oh, remember? Right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm just and picturing. And for long a frog. years, they drove their flocks through fields and woods and were filled with sorrow and longing. One day, when spring had once again broken forth on the earth, they both went out with their flocks, and as chance would have it, they moved toward one another. He saw a herd on a distant mountainside and drove his sheep toward it. They met in a valley, but did not recognize one another. But they were happy that they weren't alone, so they kept kind of kicking it together. And then one evening, when the moon was full, and it was shining bright in the sky, and the sheep were already at rest, the shepherd took out his flute of his pocket, and he started playing the beautiful song that she had played Aww. to, like, help him. And when he had finished, he saw that she was crying, and he said, why are you crying? And she said, oh, she answered, or um, she said, <laughs> took all that out. Whoa, you, did you just fucking turn into a gremlin? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. I don't so like the, you anymore. <laughs> she said, the full moon was shining like this when I played that tune on the flute for the last time and my beloved's head emerged out of the water. He looked at her and it was though a veil fell from his eyes. He recognized his beloved wife and when she looked at him with the moon shining on his face, she recognized him as well. They Aww. embraced and kissed one another and this is my favorite part of the ending. No one needs to ask if they were happy. Um. Okay. Okay then. We, and that was a, uh, you know, that was that. That, that was, was the Nixie in the pond. Nixie in the pond. Yeah, that's that was a good one. It was touching. It was their love beautiful. made it. it there ma- were two love stories. Were they happy? His dad's first. Yeah, and then his. That's weird. It was a long story. I didn't realize it was so long when I picked it. Yeah. But uh, fun side note: we got sixty nine new notifications on Twitter. <laughs> cool. Okay, so my final story is called Straw Coal Bean. <laughs> it is about straw, coal, and a bean. Are they all friends again? Um, they're all anthropomorphic again. What the fuck? Yeah. So, uh, Strollholm, Cola, and Buena. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> I it's, think. I don't know. Eh, probably you're, I'm sure you're right. Probably not. So... I mean, again, back to beans. I think it's their favorite food. So. Beans, beans, the magical fruit. The more you eat, we all know it's the more you toot. The more you toot, the better you feel. So eat your beans with every meal. I love beans. All right. Black beans. Pinto beans. Are you just going to. I hate black eyed peas. Or those are peas. They're still a bean. All right. Anyways. Anyway. There once was an old woman who lived in a small village. She gathered a large serving of beans and wanted to cook them, so she prepared herself a little fire in her fireplace. Okay. To make it burn faster, she lit with a handful of straw. When she was pouring the beans into the pot, one of them fell unnoticed to the floor, coming to rest next to a piece of straw. Soon afterward, a glowing piece of coal jumped out of the fireplace and landed next to them. The straw said... Said. So again, they talk. Yeah. Dear friends, where do you come from? The coal answered. I jumped from the fireplace to my good fortune. If I had not forced my way out, I surely would have died. I would have burned to ash. Yowza. The bean said, I too saved my skin. If the old woman had gotten me into the pot, I would have been cooked to mush with mercy, just like my comrades. Would my fate have been any better, said the straw? The old woman sent all my brothers up into smoke and fire. She grabbed sixty at once and killed them. Fortunately, I slipped through her fingers. This is very, um, uh, what was that Seth Rogen movie? What? Sausage Party. 
Uh, if anything, the one with the sausage in it was like well, sausage party. Or is, all does of this, this is very sausage party. Does this happen in it? I mean, like it's like things being like, oh my god, like what I'm used for is killing me. Oh, I get what you, you know. What I'm I get what you mean. I get what you mean. <clears throat> so, what should we do now? Asked the coal. Because we have so fortunately escaped death, said the bean, I think we should join together as friends. To prevent new misfortune from befalling us here, let us together make our way to another land. The proposal pleased the other two, and they all set forth together. Your accent is all over the place. I know. Well, they come from different life. <laughs> they come from all over the place. Okay. I did say they were all from the same town. One of them just has this New, Minnesota New Jersey accent. accent. <laughs> the bean is just like, hey! Uh, they soon came to a small brook, and because there was neither a bridge nor a walkway there, they did not know how they would get across. The straw had a good idea and said, I will lay myself across and you can walk across me like a bridge. So the straw stretched himself out from one bank to the other. The coal, who was a hot-headed fellow, stepped brashly onto the newly constructed bridge, but when he got to the middle and heard the water rushing beneath him, he took fright, stopped, and did not dare go any farther. Then the straw caught fire, broke into two pieces, and fell into the brook. The coal slid after him, hissed and fell into the water, and gave up like a ghost. So they're both dead. Okay. These Things die quick in these stories. So quick. Well, I mean... I don't even have a second to care. No. The bean, who had cautiously stayed back, stayed on the bank and had to laugh at the event. Like, how could you not stop laughing? Like, why okay. would fucking fire something that's literally fire going across straw and then, like, water? Like, they're dumb. So he laughed so hard he fiercely burst. <laughs> now he, too, would have died, but fortunately a wandering tailor was there, not to be confused with the currency. Resting near the brook, having a compassionate heart, he got out a needle and thread and sewed the bone, <laughs> the bean back together. What? This is very Humpty Dumpty. Uh, the bean thanked him. No, the, all the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Bob Humpty. True, 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 true. Did you know that they never once mention in that story that he's an egg? I know, it's weird. But he's just an egg. Yeah, it's like something named Dumpty is obviously an egg. Humpty Dumpty said, if something's going to fall... When it falls off Humpty the wall. Humpty Dumpty had a fade ass. Humpty Dumpty had a big old ass. He fell out that wall. They couldn't do it. So, I, but what I don't get is like, what could a horse do? Have I mentioned, do we talk about this in real life? What? Like, why would horses be called upon to help? Because they brought the king's an egg. And also, why are we asking kings to do it? All, like, No, well, no, it was all the king's horsemen and all the king's men. Oh. But uh, hooves aren't going to be able to put a well, horsemen together. A horseman is a guy who rides a is horse. riding a horse. So they're not saying all the king's horses. It's all the king's horsemen and the king's men. So it's the horsemen as well as just the men. No, I think the horses had to help, and they're who fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> who knows, dude? Who knows? Horses dude? are fucking cute AF. Horses are cute. Horses are like smart. So you have a little tidbitty booty. Oh, I just want to talk about, so while I was, like, finding different stories, there just kept being stories that were all about, like, the lazy girl, the lazy spinner, and it was always just, like, spin cycle? this guy was, like, with this girl, and she, like, wasn't, like, doing enough chores, so she was lazy. Tos- toxic masculinity. And I just wanted to point out that that's annoying. Well, we're, we're gonna have to do... I didn't realize that there... I made a Google Doc of but all... But I feel like we're running pretty thin on no, stories. There are all... If, like, some episodes would obviously be super duper short, but 
There are like over 170 something. Yeah, there's a decent amount. I made a Google Doc of it so we could keep track of which ones we've done mm-hmm. and which ones we haven't done. Um, I just know by memory. Well, weird brag. So my Grubhub's going to show up kind of soon. So this has been the Sisters Podcast. What'd you order? I got a Petty Melt and some cheese fries. From that one place? No, remember how good that guy, that place's fries are? That guy. That guy. Oh, it was the place with the pizza puff. Oh, yeah. You liked that pizza puff, Mm -hmm. didn't you? Yeah, I got fries. They are really good. Shout out to Stevo's in Chicago. Yes, so we are signing off. Uh, We are Sisters Grim Podcast on Instagram. Sisters Grim Pod on Twit. Uh, Hashtag Lady Pod Squad. Lady Pod Squad. And Potter and Family. And hashtag Potter and Family. Hashtag to anyone, or hashtag, thank you to anyone. Hashtag to anyone who has beloved in us. Um, No, hashtag, or (laughs) thank you to anyone who's followed us recently. I felt like we had kind of an influence. Yeah, we had a a big. um... We had a big ult. We uh, hit 2,000, which may not be that big of a deal to some people, but we hit the 2K mark on FB. Yeah, on FB. Um, But yeah. Any closing Keep arguments? Keep liking, reviewing, rating, whatever the fuck you do with podcasts nowadays. Thank you to all the people who, like, comment and write to us because we fucking love reading it always. So always. never be shy. And sometimes we're, like, sad. Mostly me. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> sometimes we're sad and what people say, like, really cheer us up. Oh, for sure. It, like, takes, like, it. the best way to show kindness is to be kind Okay. I'm hungry. Bye. You guys are cute. We love you. And, um... We out.